Hi, this is Kate French, and you're listening to My Voice, an original podcast for all things health and wellness, and my take on a little bit of everything that you might find interesting as well. Thanks for listening. So this is my first episode. This is the flagship. So today, I want to go over something very near and dear to me, an experience I had in 2003 that changed my life significantly. And uh, I want to let people know about this to hopefully make it so that they don't go through the same thing that I did. They can choose. Now, this is an opinion podcast. So this is what I went through personally. Everybody has their way of doing things and you can choose what you want to. But for me, this is what I went through and I would not wish this on anyone. So this episode is on anxiety and depression and not just anxiety and depression, but how the pharmaceutical companies view anxiety and depression and the doctors and how they make millions off of this. So I was not depressed. I didn't have any problems with uh, sadness and I didn't have any problems with any mania or anything that they told me that I had. I was drinking a lot of coffee and I think that is a precursor to a lot of the anxiety today. And why wouldn't it be when you drink caffeine? I was trying to just be awake and a, a well to take care of my son. And um, I also was just eating things that I decided would make me feel good. And, you know, sugar was a lot of that. Uh, and then I got a flu virus. I got sick for about a month. And I didn't leave the house very much in that month. And I had the opportunity to do a restaurant review in San Francisco. So I was like, okay, this will be cool. This will be my first outing. And um, so went to pick up my girlfriend. We went to review a restaurant downtown San Francisco, Buca de Beppo or whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember the name of it exactly. But when you're reviewing a restaurant, you have to order a lot of food. Now, prior to driving, I had this coffee and uh, sat down. Um, I had a double shot and I was, I still had a little bit of this cold or whatever it was, the virus hanging on. So I asked the bartender, I said, what can I do? And he said, drink a little bit of brandy and it'll help you with that to clear everything out. So I had that. Now this is a pasta place. So you're loading a lot of carbs, which means a lot of sugar. So we ordered just about everything on the menu. We ordered a lot of stuff, ate a lot of stuff and you have to order a, a drink which I did, and you have to order dessert as well. So I was just, you know, really shoveling in the carbs and really upping my insulin levels as well. And um, everything was fine, didn't have a problem. Uh, got back in the car to drive home to drop my girlfriend off, and there was something really off, right? I'm driving over the Bay Bridge, and I start to trip hard tripping uh, and everything was kind of dizzy you know kind of off and it felt like I was high on something I didn't know what was going on with me so I dropped her off she asked me if I wanted to come in because I told her there was something really wrong with me she said uh, you know it's probably fine I, I was like okay well I'm now I'm fine I wanted to get home to my son my son was very young at the time he was uh, two years old and so I drive back from Alameda to Vallejo. I'm on I-80 and uh, I start to lose my shit completely just like I'm going to die. So my heart starts beating really hard. I pull over 
to this gas station, this Shell, that's right in Emeryville there. And I told the guy at the front, I said, I need you to call an ambulance for me. I don't know what's going on with me and uh, need you to call an ambulance. So the ambulance comes, I park my car, I go to the hospital, and the immediate first thing that they ask you is, what are you on? Now, I wasn't on anything. I told them I had some coffee, but I don't know why they do that. And they do that to everybody. What are you on? What are you on? What are you on? And when you tell them something, you would think that they would be respecting enough to go, okay, she's not on this or whatever, but I guess they get a lot of people that don't uh, tell the truth. I don't know, but it is just very... uh, very burdening when you do not want to be asked that when you feel like you're going to die. So I went to the hospital, got there, and the nurse is also like, what are you on? And I'm just exhausted, repeat. And it's about one o'clock in the morning at this time. And, uh, you know, I I just told her I wasn't on anything. And, and she, they just let me sit there, you know, they let me sit there in the ER. And they didn't give me anything. And they didn't help me at all. And I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I really think in hindsight, what happened was I just overloaded my pancreas and I had a big insulin release. I'm not sure exactly what had happened, but uh, they just said that I had an anxiety attack and told me to be on my way. Now, they didn't really even look at anything. They didn't take any blood or do anything. And I feel that the medical community today is basically just going through an education to get a paycheck. And I think that that's a very sad thing because a lot of people aren't being treated for things that could be something really serious. So I get a taxi back to my car uh, and my ex-husband is there at my house. And I I asked him, I said, can you just come get me because I can't drive home? He said, no, I can't because I've got to work in the morning. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I blast the stereo, drive home, singing my ass off. breathing, you know, windows down, freaked out because I'm still experiencing whatever I'm experiencing. I get home, which I'm so glad that I got home and I still have this trippy feeling going on. I don't know what it is. And the next day I go to a uh, primary care physician and, you know, I tell them my circumstance and they say you have anxiety and depression. Okay. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not depressed. I'm not sad about anything. I, I don't, I'm not manic. I don't have anything going on that way either. So why are they pushing anxiety and depression on me? Okay, so they decide that they're going to prescribe me some drugs. Hmm, okay, why? Why do I need these things? Um, I'm not sure what's going on with this. So I, uh, I, get, the, uh, I get some Zoloft and some Ativan right? They give me Zoloft and they say, okay, you need to take these every day, twice a day for six weeks in order for these to take effect. And, uh, I was having problems sleeping. So they said, you can take a half a pill of this Ativan. Okay. Uh, so I, I did this for a couple of days and, uh, uh, the Ativan did help calm me down initially. Uh, obviously it's going to help that. And, um, you know, about a week after I still wasn't feeling well. So I go to a specialist to find out what's going on and another doctor in another town in Benicia. This is a funny story too. I'm sitting in the, in the room and I hear outside a pharmaceutical rep come in and the pharmaceutical rep says, okay. And to, you know, everybody gather around and they're all laughing and it's very, very loud. 
and they say, okay, well, we've got this promotion going on. And if you sell this antidepressant, if you push this antidepressant, uh, then you get a vacation to Hawaii. And I'm listening outside. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? And I can hear it as clear as day. The guy comes in and guess what? He is uh, trying to get me to get on this antidepressant. So I'm on the antidepressants. Nothing is changing. Uh, I'm just pretty shocked at what's going on with all the doctors and they're not really addressing the situation. So what happened was they keep telling me to take these pills, right? So Ativan is pretty intense. Um, and every night I take a half a pill and it's not, I'm not sleeping, you know, I'm just not sleeping. So go back they say, okay, we'll just take a full pill. These are non-addictive and you're not going to have a problem taking along with this Zoloft pill. I will tell you that I have never felt more like a vegetable than when I was on these things. And they tell you to keep taking them. And, uh, you know, Really, I don't believe that this is what was wrong with me at all. Meanwhile, I'm I'm walking through the grocery store and uh, I get this shot of adrenaline through my body for no apparent reason. And then my heart starts racing and I felt like I was going to die again. So I keep going back to the doctor and they keep, you know, not looking at, at maybe the underlying cause or what's going on and the fact that I depleted myself of a lot of things by drinking a lot of coffee and eating a lot of sugar. And they keep throwing these antidepressants and this Ativan at me. And they keep telling me to up my dose and to, you know, take them and that it's going to make me sleep and I'm not going to have a problem with addiction. So uh, about four or five weeks into taking this Zoloft, they, they keep telling you to take it. It's going to get better. I started to not be able to sleep. And then I just, I had had it. I had had feeling like a vegetable. I'd had it. I, I wasn't going to be, be that way anymore. It was just an unreality experience for me. It was absolutely horrible. So I decided to flush it all down the toilet. That was it. And um, I think that that was the best decision I ever made because really it was putting me into a decline where I felt basically like I was dying. I looked in the mirror. I was gray. You know, I wasn't sleeping at all. I had these horrible huge sores on my face. I believe my body was trying to purge these drugs out of out of my skin. And um, I, I my hair was falling out. So it, it was just a horrible experience and not sleeping at all. I just decided I had to go and stop. So I stopped cold turkey just stopped the stuff I knew that what they had done and, and I was going from a place where I was already depleted and sick to this place that they brought me to to feeling like a million times worse by not even looking at at what I had or what was going on. And uh so I got off the drugs and uh, no Zoloft and no Ativan. And uh, I started a withdrawal. I started to have these horrible withdrawals. And uh, it was really bad. I went to the hospital because of the fact that everything became really, really bright, like a super contrast turned up super bright. And then I had hearing issues where everything was really, really loud as well. So uh, anyone that tells you that antidepressants don't do anything or these kind of drugs is uh, telling you a lie. They they absolutely do. And I will tell you that I will 
recommend not taking these. Recommend researching what you're taking before you're taking it, before you put it in your body. So I just uh, typed in, do they, do they really know what antidepressants do? And it says, it's a thought that antidepressants work by increasing neurotransmitters. And it, it tells, you know, what I ended up doing is going to the library every day and researching online because I didn't know what was going on with these and I wanted to. That's when I decided that I was never going to put anything in my body ever again that I didn't know. And, and I wasn't going to trust the physicians anymore because they were selling me something. And I thought that that was really horrible. So they're making you addicted to these pills or giving you hope through these pills that are 2 or $3 a piece. And getting you addicted to this. And, uh, you know, it's really bad. And it can put your health in a complete decline. So I stopped, went to the hospital, uh, had some withdrawals, had an MRI. And um, from that point on, I just researched on how to make everything health healthy. I, I ended up exercising twice a day for an hour each time and with a sweatsuit on just getting and purging everything from my system and then eating very clean. I cut all sugar out, anything. And I just prayed a lot. And I was like, God, please, you know, help me to get back to normal because I was so far off base, still going through these chemical things that I was going through. And uh, the reality of it was uh, it, it had nothing to do with anxiety or depression. It was this label that they put on you to shame you, to make you feel like you need to take these pills, in my opinion. And that's what they did to me, in my opinion. So um, if you have what they say is anxiety or depression, you know, maybe it's not that. Maybe you're just sad about what you've got going on and maybe look to natural things, eat food, do something that's going to make your body not depleted, but it's going to add to it and help it. And don't look to chemicals, really research and, and believe what you feel. If you feel like you're starting to take something and it's not right for you, then don't take it then, you know, do your own research. We have, and we live in the world now where you can research everything and there's some, some answers out there. There's a lot of lies to make money in the medical industry right now, in the pharmaceutical industry especially. And basically they're poisoning us and you need to look and, and be healthy. But really the reality is when you are diseased, when you have a dis ease when you're diseased there is a way to balance it that's with food with health something is off in your body that you've got to correct so research do some things that are natural and uh, just remember uh, you know what I went through and uh, the fact that they don't really know what these drugs do a lot of the time uh, there's no proof of uh, what they actually do so my question is, is, are they just generating these pills that get you addicted to make you spend money and, and end your life? And uh, that's a big question. So, so that was my experience. And, um, and just take care of yourself and, and don't trust research. And uh, I wish you well, and uh, hope that you, you know, have a, you know, healthy life and, and don't want you to, you know, be sick like I was. You don't want to feel like you're dying, you know, and, and that's another thing is that, you know, people that have pain, 
you know, they tell, you know, they say you've got depression. If you've got pain, well, you know, of course people have depression that are in pain because they don't want to have pain anymore. That's a, a normal experience. It doesn't make you clinically depressed because you're sad about being in pain, you know. So so take care of yourself a natural way. Look for natural cures, uh, some things uh, that I found that were really fantastic. If you have anxiety, uh, there's a stuff that's called Natural Calm, and it's magnesium. It's a magnesium supplement, and that really helps uh, to calm you down to make you feel a little bit better without being completely chemical. And then there is also B12 if you've got a uh, depression issue, if you want to feel a little bit better. And, uh, you know, you can do that. But But really, you know, the exercise, eating well, and balance. I think balance is the key. So that's my story. And uh, I just, I really want to discourage people from taking any kind of addictive drug, anything. uh, And that goes for the pharmaceutical industry as well. Anything that you're going to be dependent on. Try not to be dependent on anything if you can help it. And uh, especially something that alters your perception or makes you feel, you know, not, not well. So that's my story. And uh, I want to say thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you'll listen again. This is going to be a podcast for everything. I I thought it was going to be health and wellness originally, but I'm going to do a little bit of everything because I think uh, touching on different things would be a good idea. A little bit of politics, a little bit of day-to-day, you know, topics that are happening, a little bit of uh, relationship stuff, sexual stuff, you know, whatever I'm going to touch on, uh, everything. So uh, I hope you'll tune in again. And it was great talking with you. Uh, Hope that uh, I helped you a little bit. And uh, just remember to trust your gut, trust what you feel. Try some things that are not chemical, that are natural, and um, just be healthy and live a great life. Okay. I just want to say thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you'll tune in every week to listen. I'm going to have these on Mondays and uh, talk about different subjects. Uh, Tomorrow, we uh, go in to vote for midterms. Oh, that'll be a fun thing. I might do a a bonus podcast on that because I've done a lot of research on it. And uh, wow, I don't know. But just want to say thank you for listening to my voice. This is Kate French. Have a great day.